Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Health Shift, the podcast that bridges ancient healing modalities and conventional medicine for total healing in mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to help you make a shift. And please note that these discussions are not in place of medical assessments, nor should they be taken as medical directives. So let's get started. Today's another solo cast with me, and it's about a retreat honoring my mom. What a better day to do more self-exploration than honoring mom's birthday. Today is August 14th, 2021. And I decided to do a self-guided journey with psilocybin today in order to continue my process of grieving and healing a broken heart. Something told to me by many energy healers, shamans, and most recently by a medical intuitive. And interestingly, I've had an intuitive urge to do a more expansive cardiac panel, given my mom and dad having early cardiovascular disease, in my many years of elevated blood sugars and lipids despite good nutrition and lifestyle behaviors. I do have some of those genetic polymorphisms and I've actually tested those on the biomedical uh, level. And I know deep down, this is really at the deeper energetic level. Let me also preface this emphatically stating that I do not take psychedelic exploration in healing lightly at all. It is still very much in research, although the research is extremely promising. And if anything, I maintain a very high level of responsibility. And since this was my solo journey, or my first solo journey, I did it in my apartment. I took time leading up to this day, considering my intentions for myself, for my ancestors, and my family, Lindsay, Ashley, Scott, and Chloe. You know, even the best of families have continual work to be done, energies to be cleared, pathways transformed in order to not repeat unhealthy patterns. Last evening, I took an Epsom salts bath with Cypress to assist in cleansing and detoxifying. I chose my music. I went through old photos to capture all of my pets, Buddy and the girls, Lindsay, Stan and me, Ashley, mom and dad. I shed tears, I laughed and I felt grateful for our experiences. I gathered my stones, my candles, and of course, a puke bowl for the just in case. <laughs> I cut up melon for potential hypoglycemia. I had water in a cup with a straw in case I might be wobbly. And I also had Lindsay ready on auto dial for the just in case. Although please note that I had done a lot of research in terms of the safety and also the dosage for who I am and where I'm at in my journeys. This morning, I set all that up and gathered last evening into an altar of sorts. It reminded me of the despacho ceremony that I did with Christina and Heather years ago to honor the loss of my twins. I spent a few minutes with this. I took a photo of mom and Stephanie, my stepdaughter, and one with Yvette, Steph, and Chrissy, and I texted it off to Buddy. And I sincerely hope that he knows how much I loved him, despite the chaos that mental illness caused him in our relationship. I ate the beautifully wrapped cacao psilocybin fudge and retreated to listen, feel, something that does not come easily. I tend to go into thinking, and then I got the message right away that this is one of my distractions. Safety, it was survival, and is and was still about my self-worth, which is still a work in progress. Some of the ways that I tap into my feeling safe is being able to breathe deeply, 
and swallow. And that was so reinforced when I did my yoga training just prior, just after actually um, my uh, sickness with staph infection. When I think of mom, the very first thing that comes to mind was her last 10 months of pure agony, suffering from renal failure. And yet mom never complained. The dialysis ports did not work in any one place in her body for long. So she had multiple surgical insertions in her chest, her groin, both arms, really battered and bruised. The second snapshot in my mind was while she was in rehab. And I asked a colleague, a massage therapist, if I could borrow some of the massage oil so that I could rub her legs. Mom sat on the edge of her bed at the Gardner Rehab and as I massaged her legs, she said, oh, Julie, that feels so good. And then as I sat next to her on the bed, she looked me straight in the eyes and said, Julie, how are you? Cancer is serious. I told her that I was doing everything that I could to get better. And as I drove away, I saw her sitting on the edge of her bed, looking out at me, and we were both helpless. I sobbed on my one and a half hour drive back home, and you can tell that I feel pretty sensitive about that even right now today. I cried deeply because I also feel helpless when it comes to my Ashley. I loved her so and can so relate to the language processing challenges associated with early trauma. Her dad died when she was four and was hospitalized when she was just a little over a year. Not having words to describe going into frozen mode just to survive, I can so relate personally about that. And these were some of the same processing issues that Ashley had. I've reached out so many times, but mail has returned and there are no traces of cell numbers, Facebook, LinkedIn, no way to connect, no way to really understand what her thoughts are, what she's feeling. It was an interesting experience. I was very safe. It was gentle. There were some visuals, but mostly connecting some things and cautioning me when I'm becoming too analytical. Man, have I heard that one before? But it really connected for me. This rabbit hole can bring me to distraction, leaving my body to avoid emotional pain. I yawned a lot. I acknowledged how tired I've been. I also saw fatigue associated with not being true to myself not being able to say no when I do not want to do something. Saying no as a child was just not allowed. I find myself being indecisive in part because I could not express what I wanted. Yet I needed to make decisions for mom and dad or they would fight and that was really scary. After about three hours, I felt a need for coffee, of course. <laughs> I often say that I will go to my grave with my coffee cup and there are so many associations with coffee in my family. I realize how coffee helps my sluggish bowels and then immediately made the associating with my brain, always being told, hurry up, what's the matter with you? Are you stupid? Coffee has fueled my ability to keep up. And even when mom died, two days later, the coffee brewed on its own, which is bizarre, but it's true. We loved our coffee and this was also about connection. So again, so many connections between coffee and our family. I then saw myself at 17 years old with migraines. And other than hormonal issues, which I had since I was nine, I was wondering what else was going against migraine. This is one way to look at the emotional aspects of migraines. And this was when I first entered a serious relationship, had my first sexual experiences, but this was bad according to my upbringing. 
I needed to forgive myself for how I was in a relationship as well as seeing that I was also a normal adolescent with highly abnormal circumstances. My dad threatened to kill me, choking me by the collar. Yet I also know that dad did what he felt was best. He was a Taurus the bull <laughs> in many, many ways. But some of the aspects of Tauruses are protecting the family, which is so important for them. So I find myself self, you know, self-forgiveness. I find myself understanding and having empathy for my parents. Um, it was really, really beneficial. What I then experienced was that my always seeking truth allows me to see the vulnerability in another in their protections. But the downside for me is that I have not always set healthy boundaries. I need to self-forgive for not knowing any better and not having the tools to do any better at the time. Then all of a sudden I saw my angel guides come in. My grandpa Hannon, mom, dad, father Steve, my cousin Karen. Then I asked, then I asked, where does Jesus fit in? Because I know that I'm meant to be a bridge here. I just don't know how yet. I was pretty much out of my journey and I was feeling hungry. That's something that never, uh, <laughs> it never goes awry. I never am uh, not ready to eat, put it that way. I prepared a nice meal. My journey suggested that I have salmon and kale. So that's what it was, salmon and kale. I'm completely back. It's now 1.40, feeling very clear-headed. And another thing is that I have no right shoulder and neck pain. In fact, more mobility in my upper body. This is where my migraines oftentimes originate and they're often just lurking in the background almost 24 seven. It felt pretty miraculous. Well, this discussion shall be continued because my passion is to bring whole healing and well-being for ourselves, our families, our community and our planet. And I know this is part of the reason why I'm here to bridge conventional and ancient. And so it is. Until next time, if you like this podcast, please rate, review, and share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers. I'm on a mission to help change the current paradigm of healthcare, the stigmatism around um, alternative healthcare techniques, and to bridge them together in a safe and healthy way for all. Be well. <laughs>